Welcome to the Talk and Chatter Experience, powered by Gasoline Alley, Harley-Davidson. Today's guest is business owner and motorsports enthusiast, Miles Gooch. Welcome, mate. Thanks Thanks for having me. No dramas, mate. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming up. It's a, uh, yeah, been a bit of a journey for you. Yeah, it's all right. It's just coming up for a four-wheel drive show, so it worked out perfect. Perfect timing. Who's um, who's Miles Gooch? Um, General Manager, Unifield Australia. Um, father, husband, uh, yeah, just... Average person, I suppose. Just a bloke that loves yeah. a bit of everything, eh? Pretty much. Where, um, like for anyone that's been around sports, off-road, anything like that, the, the name Unifielder is everywhere, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's well, we've been involved with motorsport for a long, long time. So, yeah, we do see it in everything from bikes, cars, four drives. So, yeah. So that's that's your... That's you at the moment, and that's you are Unifilter, like as a, as a brand. Yeah, yep. at the moment we are. Yeah, we just operate in all of the different sports. So, bikes, cars, uh, motocross is probably our biggest one over the years, and speedway, and then yeah, off road racing, cars, and bikes. Now you you turn your hand at go karts and a bit of stuff as well. What 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 got you into just doing this sort of sport? Like, what was the what was the foundation? Just fun. Yeah. yeah, a couple of mates decided to do uh, give endurance card and a go. So, yeah, bought a cart and started racing. Having really? having looked back, is that where it all started? Just doing it as just a fun yeah. thing. Yeah, we just sort of, I know we didn't start till a bit older, and uh, we used to play other sports. And then we thought, oh, we'll just uh, have it a go, and yeah, loved it, and just continued doing it from there. So, three probably three of our best mates all together. Yeah, just do that every seven seven times a year and. Have some fun. That's the fix, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, once you start, you can't stop. Yep. Where, like, um, where's some of the places you do that? Like, you're obviously you're based in uh, Su- Summersby. That's yeah. Yeah. Central Coast, New South Wales. Yeah. So where do you where do you go from from there? Uh, well, we race anywhere from Eastern Creek in Sydney. Uh, then we go to Canberra, Orange, Dubbo, Coffs Harbour, Port Macquarie. Yeah. Pretty much any, uh, most of the tracks in New South Wales. Considering your your business has been a lot of motorcycle stuff, why go karts? Uh, I know we do four wheels is also a big part of our yep. business, and I know you can't get hurt hurt on four wheels. Yeah, well, <laughs> less <laughs> true, less, but yeah, it, it can happen, but it's unusual. Now, you're about the I, I don't know. We've had uh, Kyle in the states, Kyle Wyman. We've mm-hmm. had Rennie on last week. Yourself, myself, you're the fourth or fifth person on here with a number 33 where did yours come from uh had it for a, a long time I, i'm in datsun fan yeah. and uh there's a datsun Dan, race car he used to um used to run 33 yep. and yeah from there just yeah run it from there basically where'd the datsun thing come from uh family my yep. dad's into datsuns and yep. i naturally went into datsuns as well so it's one of those things i had say um that's like like everything. If you've got something in the blood that's like an enthusiast thing, yeah. it's going to carry through. Yeah, for sure. Like it's, I don't know. You can't get rid of it either. Have you got one now? I do. What do you got? Sixteen hundred. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's been sitting in the shed for a while. It's in a million pieces, but it'll get built one day. Will it be a road thing, or will you do maybe some hill climbing type thing? Or no, no, it? just pure road car. Pure road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of them have been chopped up? You reckon for hill climbs and oh. rally? Too many. Too many? Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a friend, uh, he, he had a 1200 Jute. Oh, yep. Um, uh, CA or SR motor in it, did, did the full work and everything. And we're looking for parts of it. And they're still making them at this point up until this is about 2012 in South Africa. Yeah. There's, I'm not sure how many, what they do over in South Africa. But, yeah, they, you do hear stories of parts still coming out of there. Yeah, like a re, um, remod, you yeah. know, basically remod part. Yeah, you can buy it. Chinese panels and that sort of stuff for them these days, which pretty is cool. Keeps them on the road, I suppose. Pretty handy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Be good if they're made here, but it'd be pretty <laughs> handy to see them. Still. Yeah, it's a shame they're not made here anymore. But yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> Unifilter, where where did that all start? And I think what is it? Forty. Uh, this year's our forty fifth year as business. An Australian business. Australian business. Yeah. Yep. So we've been manufacturing in Australia since nineteen seventy six. And where did it start? Was this from your family or? Was uh, it no, my family bought into the business. So the business started out as a distributor of the American brand back in seventy six with a license to manufacture in Australia. Right. Um, so that was a small manufacturing back then. And then my dad bought the business in eighty seven. 
Um, he's the supplier of hardware parts, like hardware items to the business. And then it came up for sale and, yeah, he bought he bought the business then, sold the hardware, bought the bought Unifilter. Wow. And then we've just grown it from there. So he had a rally background, so he had understanding of the of the industry. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we just took it. He took it from there and it's just progression since. It's huge, mate. Yeah. It's one of those things. I, uh, growing up as a kid, like, in dirt track and speedway and that, um, it was everywhere. Yeah, it's it's definitely a wide, like, a well-known name in Australia, mm. um, considering, we're, yeah, we are made here, so a lot of people do support us from, in that, from that regard. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Is, is it a big... Being Australian made, it has to be a big thing for you guys, eh? Oh, at the, especially at the moment, 100%. It's uh, it's very important to be Australian made. Uh, it's we've seen a lot of a lot of other airfield companies manufacture in Australia and then leave, go overseas, start yeah. manufacturing over there. Um, we're the last automotive airfield manufacturer that's left in the country. Really? Uh, that's a, that's 100% Australian owned and made. Yeah. Um, there are other com- companies that are Australian owned, but their products are made offshore. Wow. Yeah. So it's a huge it's it's a huge thing. Like it. In a time where um, products have been like bailed out overseas to to, to do by the million, uh, it's a pretty cool thing, eh? Yeah, well, we're proud of the fact that we we managed to stay here. We have the opportunity to move offshore, yeah, but decided no, we wanted to keep it keep it here, and we've changed the way we manufacture a lot of our products in the last ten years, which has enabled us to stay here. More efficient manufacturing. Yeah, we've brought in some uh, new machinery that's sort of been developed with other Australian companies um, to allow us to to continue to manufacture here. I've been lucky enough, obviously, doing some work with yourself and um, to tour and be part of your your factory. And yeah, it's it's unreal to see. Um, My background's engineering. I've been to every brewery, mine site, refinery in Australia and Papua New Guinea, basically, and the South Pacific. And it's cool to see your facility, technology, everything that's going through it, which is probably something that you wouldn't, uh, in decades ago, you wouldn't have ever seen anything like that here. Yeah, it's, uh, our industry's hard as well. None of our machines that we have are made for what we do. Yep. We have to adapt machines to suit what we re- require. And um, yeah, it's been testing times at some some stages along the way. Developing things is always <laughs> the hard part, eh? It is, it is. But, saying that it's also allowed us to do products that no one else can do because mm. um, you know they don't understand how we can make the things we make and the agility to be able to change things at your own level hey oh it, it's made a big difference like now we just made a new uh crf 450 air filter last week yeah we we're just able to get our hands on a bike which we hadn't been able for a while and we'll be able to uh, able to take the bike from pick it up we'll was dropped off in the morning we had a filter made for the customer that afternoon wow. stock on the shelf the next day wow so within 24 hours we were able to take a take a filter develop a new one and have stock on the shelf wow whereas <laughs> yeah 10 10 years ago that would have taken us six weeks yeah so. and and a, a business like a global business it'd take two weeks to create the part number yeah um sub-engineering drawing like they'd be a, a whole process that goes through that as well. Hey? Yeah, where we can do the drawing as we go. As you go, <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. percent. How how is the process? Because you do do custom stuff. How, yeah. how how does how does it actually? What what's what's the average day of say someone wants a filter? KTM comes here. We want a filter manufacturer. We're having trouble here. Or one any brand. Yep. How's it go? What happens? Uh, we get actually saying that we do get a, a lot of requests from companies, not just in Australia but around the world, to fix problems. That's a big yep. part of our business and. KDM is actually one of them. We do do some filters for their 690, um, which is sold through their power part. So they'll they'll come to us and say, we've got a dust issue with this bike or we want to improve something here. They'll yep. just send us either an airbox or a motorbike or and say, can you sort this out? And yeah, we'll just take it, have a look at it, work out what the issue is and then yeah, develop it from there. And usually we can have it fixed within couple of days for them if it's yeah. if it's really involved probably a few days if it's a simple fix you can do it the same day wow yeah it's pretty crazy isn't it yeah but you know, once you've made one f filter or fix one problem usually you can fix it you nut it out yeah pretty quickly so it's not a it's not rocket science no it's not but it um from outside it is oh yeah probably like from the you, outside you're, it is. You're, you've been involved in it for years and years now yep um from the outside it's like wow that's pretty cool that not many things you can change 
a full path in a day. No. You know, so. But there, that's a benefit probably of being a little bit smaller of a company too. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, we don't have to go through 10 sets oh, of hands no. before we get an answer or signed off on. In your time, how many how many years have you been part of? Part uh, of this is my 24th. Wow. Yeah. How's it changed? A lot. <laughs> a lot. We um, I started working for the family when I was 19. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And we, it was very much everything was handmade, which is majority of the business still is hand. My products are handmade, yeah. but we've been able to incorporate a lot of um, like CNC machines to help manif- like do the bulk of the cutting out, that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's changed changed a lot. Just the way we manufacture stuff, um, the machines we use, the way we produce dyes to make filters. Um, all that sort of thing. It's just come a long way. Because, like, you've got a, a die rack. Like, every business has got a die rack. Yep. A lot of that stuff would have been from the past too, I guess. Like, you'd still have to hold on to all the yeah, we do. tooling, like, eh? We do. We make air filters for bikes. We go back to the 60s. Wow. Um, so pretty much every dirt bike from you know, early 60s onwards we make a filter for. Um, we do a lot of old cars as well, a lot of, a lot of um, filters for, for cars that you can no longer buy air filters for. Um People will send us something and we'll copy an old filter, even if it's, you know, yep. can hardly hold it together. We'll try and recreate it for them. Wow. Yeah. So did, did you have a love of motorsport? Like obviously you're saying your dad had rally and stuff. Yep. Did you have a love of motorsport personally? Yeah, well, been around the business since I was young. We yep. were, I used to go to motorbike, like races all the time, car races all the time. Yep. Yeah. You know, got to meet a lot of my idols back in the day, which most people don't really get to do. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's been unreal. Just going. Yeah. I know the last time we caught up was probably, I think, with the last two sitting up at Transmoto Conondale. Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about Speedway and stuff. That's a big passion of yours, eh? Oh, I love Speedway, yeah. I, the, the respect you have for those riders is insane. Yeah. They're, they're a different breed. It's it's just another level, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Did you um, just go to one event and then just get hooked or? No, probably the way I've started to get involved with it was through the holders. Um, Mick oh, yeah. Holder contacted us back in the day when Chris was young and James was ru- and young and re- asked for sponsorship. We'd never sponsored a Speedway rider. Really? Before that. Wow. So this, I'd say Chris was probably probably 12 and James would have been maybe 13. Yeah, we just Damn. went from there and haven't looked back since. Guess so, like to look at it now, you've had heaps of speedway dirt track ride like heaps come under the unifield banner yeah so a lot of the aussie riders have probably sponsored at some stage um we still sponsor a lot now so still got jack holder sam sam um who else sam masters Masters, yeah sorry yeah um who else have we got on the moment yeah jason doyle for a while we had jason doyle up until so he, he won his last world title he was using unifielder um, and then changed mechanics and that changed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's still a few a few out there that we look after. Wow, that's cool. How, yeah. how did it, like, what happens? Do you, do you, do you export at all? Or do you we do, yeah, yeah? We, we do a bit of export. Um, Speedway filter-wise, we go through a couple of shops in the UK. Yep. Um, and then a lot of it's just direct. Direct ship, to the... Yeah, to the right. It's, it's been a small industry. It's yep. Yeah, a lot of it's done direct. There's much change. Like if you look at a speedway bike from a blank person's eyes, it looks the same as it always has. But things have evolved. Yep. Is it has there been much development over time in different filters and stuff? Do they ask for much or anything like that? Not really. We've tried a few different versions over the years. We've probably yep. had maybe f- maybe four four different versions of our uh, five hundred yep. filter for the five hundreds. Um, yeah, it's very minimal. Just yep. we'll change the way it's constructed. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. It's a. Um, it's such a raw sport, eh? Oh, it is. What well, you you went to New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, we went to the first the first one in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah unreal. What was the favourite? Like you obviously, I know you did Melbourne. Yep. And you had a good experience at Melbourne. I remember you talking about this. Yeah. But what was your favourite, New Zealand or Melbourne? And why? I think Melbourne, the first Melbourne. Just uh, walking in. Just walking in. The sound and the smell in that place was yeah. yeah. Yeah, and when watching Doily win the world title, that was unreal as well. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think to see any local like a local boy take out a world title, yeah, home soil. Yeah, it's you know, doesn't happen very often. No, it really doesn't, and and not not very often. Um, 
things come to the last round. Yeah. You know, like everything, the last, I don't know, sport's gotten so good. Everyone's refined to a point. Like you look at Mark Marquez, he's wrapped titles up three rounds before it finishes. Like if there's someone that's really good, it's like their head and shoulders, not good, like better, but it's like they're just, I don't know, they've just got that little little percentage more sort of thing. Yeah. So to see something come to the last round and there's still still a lot of people vying for something, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, And like I've never been overseas to watch Speedway. I watched Chris Winnie's world title live on TV. I thought that was unreal. But was then that 2012? To, yeah. Yeah. But then to see uh, to see Doily do it on home soil, it's, the atmosphere was yeah. unreal. And there's only been, um, I think we've only had four Speedway World Champions. Yeah, I think you're correct, yeah. Jason Doyle, um, Jason, Chris Holder, Crumpy, and the first in 54, I think it was, like four people over the whole time and then one to come home sort of thing. Mm. That's pretty cool. It is, yeah, definitely. Why, um, apart from sight, smell, sound, Yep. why Melbourne over, over New Zealand? Oh, it's pretty close. Yeah. I just think... New Zealand had a good feel though, hey? It did have a good feel. I just think the viewing... in. In Melbourne was unreal. Yeah. You could see the whole track. Yeah. Like you could see the whole track in New Zealand, but it just weren't as high. So you couldn't probably see the yeah. up as detailed. It was like watching a proper, like a, like what everyone, like a mainstream sport. It was the first time for an Australian to see like in a, like a mainstream eyes, mm. to sit in a nice grandstand with really good facility. You mm. know, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a shame they didn't get a bigger crowd, but yeah. even still the atmosphere was... Was still huge. good, yeah. Well, even the Friday, like, did you go the Friday? Yeah, you? yeah. So the Friday practice before, like, there was only a handful of people there, and just walking in, and the first time, like, you got the monster trucks sitting, like, monster energy trucks sitting there, and I don't know, it had, yeah, it had like a big event feel. It's yeah, good. it was unreal. We, uh, Mick Holt organised a, uh, a tour for young up and coming speedway riders for that first one. Oh wow! Yeah, so they had probably maybe twelve. 12 young riders from yep. all around the country were given the opportunity to do tour and then they went down on the track and got to walk walk along the track and meet all the riders. On the Friday? On the Friday. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, an unreal experience just to be – because we are part of that too and uh, it's it was just unreal to be able to get down on the, on the ground level on the track and sort of get them to walk through the pits and meet, you know, all, all the top yeah. riders of the world. It definitely made it – if you're a speedway rider that you weren't 100% sure that you wanted to do it, yep. that sort of pushed you. Sold it. Yeah. That's that's really cool. And, like, kids that, are, kids that are into whatever it is, like if they're into football, they idolise the football people. Kids that are into speedway are going to idolise it. Mm. What an what a awesome opportunity, huh? Hey? Oh, it was phenomenal. Especially for Australian kids. We're so far away from, yeah. from everything. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you can just... Jump on a plane and go watch no. <laughs> World <laughs> Speedway <laughs> round, can you? No, that's it. Like <laughs> we've had it here for uh, four times or whatever. Yep. Sydney, Sydney, and what do we get? Three in Melbourne or two? Yes. Only two. The two. third one got cancelled. That's right. It was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So we nearly had three here. Nearly had three in Melbourne, but Sydney and the two in the modern history, and to have that opportunity is pretty cool. Mm, definitely. Who was your favourite rider at that time? Uh, it has to be in Australia. Has, I've got a soft spot for Chris. Yeah. I, just, I love the way he rides. Yeah. Just loose. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Watching Darcy Ward too when he was riding, he yeah. was just no fear. Um, but, yeah, I think Chris definitely. I just like the way he style. Like, Doyle's got a good good yeah. way of riding too, but, yeah, Chris just let it hang out if he wants to. That year with Doyle, that was that – was, um, Actually, the year before was just as good too in terms yeah. of injury. Yeah, he probably, probably should probably have had better. two. Yeah, probably better, I think, even yeah. the year before. Yeah. But uh, that was I, – I, I don't think I've seen anything like it. No. Just, you know, you could, just the starts, riding up high. It was unreal to watch. Yeah. Just clicks for you, doesn't it? Sometimes it must. <laughs> so um, what about uh, Pedersen? Yep. Uh, he, I, he had some good times, eh? He, he's a fantastic rider. I think he's a – Pretty much a love-hate sort of That's rider. what you need. Yeah. But you need someone. All sport needs that. They do. Yeah. They need a fill-in. Yeah, you do. Every every sport has one. It was cool to see the passion. Yeah. You know, the passion between two sides. Like, it got pretty fiery. Yeah, it did. Oh, I remember watching Chris with the world title and, yeah. you know, they nearly had blows. And yeah, it's close. <laughs> and the, and the um, was it Jack? Yeah. Or was it James? I'm just trying to think. I think it was, it was Jack. Jack. It was Jack, Jack wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, I think then Sam had words with him too at, yeah. uh, at, at the uh, 
Australian Grand Prix. Yeah, that was full on. Yeah. That was Sam's wild card. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I remember that now. Yeah. Sam's the nicest, nicest kid as well. Not he, a kid anymore, but... He's from your way, isn't he? Yeah, he's from Newcastle, so... Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's back in back in Oz still at the moment. No, no, he's still over there. He's still yeah, he stayed. He stayed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, right. I think it just became too difficult for him to. I think Jack was the only one that came home. Yeah. Okay. And he's yep. gone back now. Gone back. Yeah. Because yep. everything's starting to get back on the way, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ah, very cool. Um, events like you've obviously been p- participant in number of events as like a sponsorship side yep. and everything like that. What? Well, why do you? Why do you support it so much? And this isn't a wrong way to look at it, but why, why do you support back into it so much? I think you have to. Um, yeah. The sport needs it. Yeah. Without, without uh, industry support, I don't think there is one. Mm. Um, you can have your big companies like you know, KDMs or your Yamahas, people get involved, but I think the little guy is just as important as the big guy because without, without having the smaller companies, you really don't. The Australian industry is going to struggle. Mm. Um, so it's it's always good and gets your name out there, and gives people options and buying you know, imported products. It's and it's like I'm not going through this as an ad for Unifilter to yeah. for people listening. It's not. It's just you're someone I appreciate so much, and it's cool to see an Australian business. But I Transmoto, motocross series, some off road stuff. Everywhere you go, there's Unifilter representation. Yeah. Like as in standing there having a stand. Yeah, it's a huge thing. It is, but it's it's an important part. Yeah. Like it obviously keeps your brand out there. Yeah. yeah, it also creates support for the the smaller rider. Like we 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 like to support a lot of younger riders and a lot of independent riders as well as yeah. the teams, of course. Um, but I I just think it's, it shows some loyalty to a lot of the the ones that don't have everything mm. and don't have access to everything it's sort of we just like to like to help those it's huge mate yeah and, and it's it's something I hope other people see as well like to have on field representation like you're at these events yourself showing people yeah. oil and filters and that it's 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 not something that should go unnoticed I feel oh thanks yeah. Um, but yeah it, I like to get out there and, and yep. to stay amongst it because yep. I think if you if you don't get, it, if you're not amongst it, you sort of lose lose touch with what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, what What's been the biggest change in the last decade? In regards to uh, retail space, off road markets, road market. What is it? What's been the thing that's evolved the most? Has market wise, probably adventure bikes has been the biggest. Really? Oh, it's it's changed massively. I think it's probably revitalised the industry. Wow. Yeah. I think motocross and off-roads probably quite down a bit maybe seven or eight years ago. Right. And then adventure bikes filled that market. Yeah. Yeah, they've really uh, – every brand's got an adventure bike now. Mm. Some of the best-selling bikes in the country are adventure bikes. Mm. And it's just – it's also brought a lot, of, lot more money into the, into the uh, dealerships. Like you're Definitely. buying a bike that's 20 grand plus – then the guy goes out and spends another ten grand fitting it out. Mm. It's I think it's been a probably the best thing for the industry. Lucrative thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, they tend to they tend to people buying that bike tends to have some money and yeah. just yeah they're not really scared to spend it. And face it, like Australian roads, they're probably the best thing to have on an Australian road. Oh, like our roads are um, roads and off road. Like we've got a pretty good nation for those. Oh, bikes. we do. We've got it all conditions, don't we? Yeah, we really do. Yeah. Mate, you, when I was working with you down at your base, yep. I had an adventure bike at the time and you said to me, good luck getting that air filter out. Yep. <laughs> you might want some mini filter pre-filters. Yep. I had a go. <laughs> Man, I'm not going to say the brand or anything. I know the brand. What a mission, mate. 38, I, 38 volts, I think it is. Oh, I've done mate, it a few times. <laughs> blood knuckles, five hours, and I didn't get it out. Like, <laughs> I should have took the advice and got some pre-filters. Yeah. Hard work, eh? They are. Yeah. They're slowly changing. But are they? The the new couple of the new bikes now are quite easy, but yeah. Hey, you've got to take the front mud guard off. <laughs> Some of them you've got to take the fuel tank off. I had to take the fuel tank off. <laughs> so, you, like the surround, I had, you had to take all the bolts for the front guard out, yep. and then all the plastic clips that come from the inside near the, the speedo cluster and that, and then you've got to wheel it all forward. Yeah. And that's when you can access the tank bolts to get to the tank. Yeah. And then it, by that time, I'm like three hours in of trying to get the front guard out and relatively handy. Relatively not, but man, no. 
yeah. it's staying in there. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to be stuck in the middle of nowhere having to service it, would you? No way. <laughs> no, and I've looked at the other brands as well, like opposed, yep. and it's heaps easier. It yeah. shouldn't be like that. There's a few of them now that have made a little bit more user-friendly, but, yeah, still a couple of them are quite hard. I should have taken your advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do a lot of the pre-cleaners, just to, to help the rider be able to service something without having to pull the bike apart in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, well, that's. I think that's the thing. Like, you've got an adventure bike. Hopefully, they're not like, um, you know, the uh, the four-wheel drives that just go to school and back. You want mm. to be able to hopefully take them on some dirt and, yep. you know, get them dirty. And uh, I, I, I just, I couldn't get that filter out. <laughs> so that's, I guess that's where the pre-cleaners are a good yep. thing. Yeah, oh, definitely. Should have taken your advice. <laughs> <laughs> I sold it now. <laughs> 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 I couldn't, do couldn't work on it. I couldn't work on it. I'm like, if I can't work on it, and I've just I've gone back to an O4 ZX10, oh, yep. and I know I can get everything out. Yeah. I can do everything on it, apart from the two middle spark plugs. And <laughs> my hands are too big. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so adventure bikes are there's a huge market. Hey? Oh, it's just constantly growing. Yep. Yeah, like it's our probably our biggest segment in the motorcycle industry now. Wow. Yeah. You enjoy going to the Transmoto events? I love them. Yeah, they're, I think they're the best run event there is yeah yeah and the participation from both you get pros you get mm. punters it's it's great it's like a um it's like a pro-am pretty much yeah you know i feel that those events are like a pro-am you get to ride with some of the best riders around oh, how what other sport can you just rock up and yeah. you know jump on a dirt bike and go yeah. go for a ride and next minute you're getting passed by you know the top three riders in the country and, yeah, it's huge yeah and seeing all the all the support that you know, all those riders have there like you you, one minute you'd be sitting there watching, I don't know, Milner, yep. you know, just flying past. Next minute you'd be sitting in the pit just chatting to kids and it's it's relaxed. Yeah, like last, well, not like last year because there wasn't too many events, but the year before it's uh, Nabiak, Toby's on his Dakar That's bike. Right. I mean, not many people riding their dirt bike and then you see a, you know, yeah. a Dakar winner come past on their Dakar bike. On their Dakar bike and then Todd Waters as well, yeah. like the motocross champ for that year. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it's, it's cool. Yeah. No, they're definitely – they're under a good thing. And yeah. um, if people haven't done one, they should. Yeah, definitely. Are you going – like, are you going to them this year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. on again? Yeah, we're doing it, uh, going to all of them what's, this year. What's up? Coffs, is that first? Coffs is in uh, – Four weeks? Three weeks, three or four weeks, yeah. What day is that, do you know? Uh, around the 12th or 14th of next month. Of April? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm riding I'm riding Coffs in uh, late April. Oh, yeah? I'm just trying to think. Is it the same weekend as Transmoto's? <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's oh, yeah, it's a middle middle week middle weekend of, of April. I'm pretty sure. How's the um How's the four wheel drive market? Obviously, you're here for a four wheel drive expo. Uh, yeah, this will get released this week. So anyone that's listening, four wheel drive expos at Brisbane. Yep. Yep. So it's on at uh, the showgrounds. Yeah, it's four wheel drive markets. It's really good at the moment. Yep. It's similar to the bike industry. It had a bit of a slow period, yeah, seven or eight years ago, but. Um, the last 12, 18 months, it's just been out of control. Really? Yeah. It's uh, just picked up, I don't know, probably 30, 40% in the last yeah, 12 months. I wow. think pandemic had a bit to do with it. People spending their money locally, yeah. which has been helpful. But, yeah, it's just, it's been good. It's, um, yeah, the, the pandemic's obviously be one part. And there's a, a lot of people saying, oh, it's the super money, it's this and that, but... It's, a lot of it's not. A lot of people are just not travelling. It's also a lot of people have changed cars that they're buying. So instead mm. of from people buying a Commodore or a Falcon, they're now buying a you know a dual cap Ute or a Land Cruiser or a Patrol mm. things like that. Which is so that the market's changed. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's also had a, had a big effect on it. It's pretty hard to buy a sedan now. Yeah, it's not really. It's only the top end of the market that really does sedans anymore, like yep. your BMWs or Mercedes. There's not many. Not many of the Japanese. Not really. No. Bring out. It's all sedan. SUV, you know. Yeah. Like you can start yourself off with a CX3, CX5. Like if you go Mazda, and well, a lot of it's SUV. Round four. Four of, four of the top ten selling cars in the country now are four-wheel drive Utes. Really? Yeah. Hilux. Hilux Ranger. Uh, I think the BT50. Wow. And then you got the Land. Well, both Land Cruisers, and you can't get a Land Cruiser now. No, well, <laughs> I've I've been hearing that they've stopped even taking or, like the orders people took. For the last of the 200 series have been cancelled wow. because they can't get engines or something. There's something going on there. Do you support any of the shows? Before I mention a show, do you do you support any of the four-wheel drive uh, YouTube shows or no, no? So like, 
uh, say, explore 4x4. Yep. Them guys, and there's a handful of others, they've made the 79 Cruiser, like, I feel anyway. Everyone wants them like that because there's been an influx of four-wheel drive shows and mm. camping and outdoor shows oh, yeah. the last five years. And, um, yeah, the, the Cruiser Ute has just been like, just built like a cult status again. It has, yeah. You know, and I think they're, they're a big part to do with it. Oh, definitely. Those shows are great for the industry. Highlighting it. Yeah, you know? and they've just, yeah, I don't know, they've gone nuts. Our, yeah, our sales for those vehicles has been great. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mate, the, um, have you seen the development for the new 300 series cruiser? Haven't seen much on it, no. There's been a little, not much release. Yeah. I reckon a uh, hi- like a hybrid package or something's coming down the line. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not convinced, but... What do you reckon of electric vehicles? They're great concept. <laughs> That's a good start. They're not good, they're not, they're not good for my industry, <laughs> like as in for airfield-wise, but yep. uh, I think they're great for Europe. I don't mm. know how they work in Australia. For our space. With our space, our vast areas that we travel. Mm. Um, how many people in Australia travel an hour, hour and a half to work every day? A lot. Yeah, if you're yeah. in an electric vehicle, you, until the range gets yeah. better, I don't see them being a huge part of our market, not not in the near future. There's Definitely. a space there for it. Oh, 100% but there not, is. If yeah. you're in the city and that's yeah. all you travel, 100%. Yeah. But um, if you... If you have to travel, you know, for, for where I live, like in Sydney, if you're traveling from the Central Coast to S- Sydney or vice versa every day, down and back, yeah. that's, you know, you're doing 140 to 200 k's a day. You're pushing it. You're pushing the limit of At the phone. current space. Yeah. 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 So, and you wouldn't want to be stuck in the middle of, you wouldn't be trying to cross Australia with an electric vehicle. Couldn't be done. No way. So, unless you've got a generator or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you imagine it. It'd be, yeah. It'll come It'll, oh, at some point. It's, no definitely, doubt, but it's definitely coming, but it's it'll be a long time, or probably next 20 years, I think, before Australia is ready for it. Yeah, the infrastructure's in yeah. place. And, and at the same time, we're too, we're too spread at the moment. Yeah. It's gradually decreasing. Like, man, you, you drive down the freeway and there's not many trees left between here and the Gold Coast anymore. No. There's a lot, we're a lot more compact, mm. but uh, it's just not here yet. No. Is it something that you've thought of, like with electric vehicles and filters and stuff, as the time goes by within yep. the business? Yeah, we definitely. We're always changing our business as well. So we, we don't just do automotive air filters. We do industrial products. Yep. Uh, we do products for like like garden industry as well, so chainsaws yep. and blowers and things like that. We do stuff for the medical, in the medical industry as oh, well. Yeah. And we also do a lot for like sewage treatment products so we do all the aerating pumps for the for your um sewage pumps we do all air filters for those serious yeah so there's other parts which you've got to you've got to diversify yep. to stay afloat really yeah so that's just the modern way of business in that you can't yeah. be just so centric to one no, thing. if you get stuck stuck doing the one thing it's all over yeah i was i was doing some work with a major vehicle manufacturer the other week yep. and they were talking about their their new vehicle it's an electric vehicle uh, trying to justify workshop time because it won't it, how, how to, how, like you're not coming in for a service anymore yep. the updates are going to be remote via an app yep. H- how do we justify our workshop allocation hours now I'm like wow that's that's huge it's not, something I never thought of too much with it um, the only thing that they can really do is that there'll be certain things but it'll be tyres yeah, things like still that mechanical parts steering suspension that sort for of sure. things but but your general day-to-day bread and butter service work, that that'll be a bit different. Yeah, you know? I'm like, well, that's pretty. You know, tires was a huge thing because they were the weight yeah. and 100% torque, 1% throttle, all that torque. Yep. Coming to the tire is going to wear tires quicker. That was one thing. These are, these are just things that people are saying to me. I'm like, yeah, well, that's pretty. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think they got they definitely got their place. Yeah. But uh, four-wheel drive. I find it's going to be difficult to adapt. I agree. Because it's you can't go bush and have something go wrong. Nah. Like flat battery, what do you, what do, you, what do? do you do? Yeah. And yeah, what do you do? Yeah. Water, water what happens when the water gets into the electrics and things like that? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sure they'll sort it. Yeah, it'll come through. How long will it take to do that? Definitely. Have you seen the Cybertruck, the thing that Tesla? Did? Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> Ugly. <laughs> 
yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely uh, definitely different. Yeah, I'd, I I like it in a in a way. I like to see how things evolve and oh, design work changes. I love the concept. It's cool. Yeah, and it's got to be there, you know. But yeah, when I first looked at it, I was like. I actually really liked it. I yep. was like, this is cool. Like, this is something from Demolition Man, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see once it actually gets on the road. Yeah. And it will, but it'll be interesting to sort of see. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, electric vehicles, definitely a, definitely a common thing. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a place. Like, we we still make filters for lots of different things. And yep. so, yeah, still be here for a long time. How did you get into doing like this medical stuff and the sewage stuff? Did it come to you? Or it Most of it comes to us, yeah. Yeah? It's not an, not an area that we chase, um, but usually just through contacts or uh, they just say, oh, these guys can do pretty much make whatever you like and then yep. they'll suss us out and go from there. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is, yeah. It's definitely – it keeps, keeps it interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. With, with being like Australian product – is there some sort of like an Australian board or an Australian thing that you all get together and talk about manufacturing or anything? There's not really. Um, shame there isn't. Yeah. Um, there's still plenty of Australian manufacturers. Yeah. Uh, they're not. We're not as big as what we used to be. Still a lot. Uh, still a lot. But we try and keep our everything we do Australian products as well. So. Right. Well, the only product that we don't unfortunately isn't Australian is our foam that comes from Germany. Uh, yeah. We used to use an Australian-made foam, but they got sold to a uh, an overseas company yeah. and they moved all their manufacturing of their foam offshore right. um, and their quality dropped for a while. So mm. we're forced to find another another supplier. So we've, we've get our foam out of Germany, which we find is the, the best quality foam. Is that right? Yeah. But every other product we use is manufactured in Australia. Wow. Our packaging comes from Australia. Yeah. Everything. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. It'd be good. It would be good to have some sort of board of, of, you know, manufacturers that can all get together and maybe change efficiencies, maybe, you know, help each other. How can we do filters for you or how can... It know, does, it does happen. Like we, yeah. we do get contacted by other other Australian companies looking for us to, to yeah. do stuff for them. Uh, even though probably a little bit more expensive than them going overseas to get yeah. made. Yeah. Our turnaround time's a lot better. Uh, so, yeah, it's... It would be good. What say in the motocross market? Yep, because that's what I know a bit of. What's the um, what's the difference with your foam to someone else's? The quality of the foam we believe is probably the best. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of cheaper brands out there, which yeah. their foam is made uh, made in Asia or India or somewhere like that. Wow. And it's the way it's produced is there's two different ways of producing the foam. Uh, whether it's uh, Reticulation, which is air filter foam, is reticulated foam. How they how they foam becomes breathable. So it can either be done using a gas and exploded, which our foam is, or you can also use a chemical to create the 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 make the foam become like the raw product. Yeah, and so if it's a one that's done with a chemical, if you, you do run the risk of the foam starting to if they don't wash the chemical out of the foam properly and it becomes contact with moisture again yeah. starts to react and then the foam starts to fall apart Damn. yeah so there's a lot of big difference like our foam's probably twice as expensive as what a, a cheaper air filter foam would cost yeah yeah and and that's just as a raw product just as a raw product before yeah. you mold it manufacture yeah. it cut it and everything yep yeah yeah so now, i guess like do, does it it comes in sheets rolls how, how, how does a, how does a product come comes in a block so yep. our block of foam is starts out as a two meter by one meter by 600 block yep. and then yeah we get it processed as in cut into sheets profile cut uh yeah that's the whole process whole process yeah yeah so. that's huge eh? yeah you buy, have to buy like if we do one particular color we buy 60 cubic meters of foam at a time per yeah. color wow yeah now the the colors a colour is just a dye. Yes, it is. It's not like a difference in grade or something. Oh, you can get a grade of any colour made if you oh. like. Yeah, it's not just. It's not just if it's green, it's going to be two parts per million get in or something. Yeah, like you that. can like you can do it that way, but yeah, you can also get a green. You get we currently have four grades of foam. Okay. And you can get all our colours in different grades. 
Right. We have it in specific um, um, grades. Yeah. But, yeah, we could order. If we wanted to, we yep. could order whatever grade we like and whatever colour we like. So it's just choosing what, what you personally yep. want or what the market probably wants, yeah, I guess. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So yeah. What, what looks good out in the market and everything. Yeah. Now, your your relationships with businesses and stuff like that, like uh, in motocross and that, yep. all long term, that must be, a, like you mentioned before, loyalty. Mm-hmm. That must be a big thing for you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we've been sponsored the Yamaha race team, like off motocross team so cdr and yamaha factory before that yep. since pretty much day one wow so i think 78 i think we started our relationship with Stephen gall serious and we still have a relationship with Stephen today wow so yeah he's, probably, he's, he's, he's been our longest uh supported rider yep. yeah 78 yeah man that's huge yeah <laughs> so we supplied filters to him only a month ago what's he riding Oh, it was on a 250 Yamaha. Yamaha? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not, I, I just, I wouldn't be surprised if it was some unique, weird, you know, but uh, just a standard wiser 250. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, we, yeah, a lot of our relationships with a lot of our race teams have been long term. Yep. Um, you know, like we're with Kawasaki race team for a long, long time. So through when Brett Whale had the team, then went through to factory yep. Kawasaki, then when it went through to, Kev from Cool Air had the team. Oh, that's and then, right. Yeah. Then when Troy Carroll took over the team, yep. stayed with them the whole time. Wow. Um, yeah. So we've had them. It's only up until probably the last two years we no longer deal with the K, uh, the Kawasaki race team. Yep. Uh, but previous to that, it was probably, probably 20 years. Wow, that's a long term. Yeah. Can't believe Yamaha. That's a that's a long, long commitment, isn't it? Yeah, we've manufactured, we manufacture for Yamaha. Um, yep. Like some GYTR parts and some OE ATV parts, and we've been doing that since about '94. Does anyone know that it's yours? Like, not does anyone know, but if you looked at it, is there a unifilter mark? There's on no unifilter mark no. on there. It's GYTR parts. Um, GYTR parts, yep. yeah. But they do like they come from. They do come from us. Yep. Um, yeah. It's. Yeah. Have you had any unusual requests from a race team? Like, have you had some sort of thing where it's I don't know, we're going out to the worst, dusty, worst place in the world, like. To, Say a motocross team, do they come to you with anything, or is it all pretty much? Here's the model year. Can you manufacture to this? Oh, we do do some custom yep. work for them. So if they want a supercross filter or something like that, we'll make it out of a different grade foam. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done that in the past, but there's not a huge amount of difference that you can yep. really do. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah, we do fix, do some different things from time to time. Yep. Like race car wise, way different. There's a lot of custom. Really? Yeah. Things. Like what that. is in? Drag car? No, like, V8, V8 supercars, things Super like cars. that. Yeah. Do you do much with that? Not these days. We did uh, a lot before. Yeah, right. Probably up until the yeah the, the modern supercar. Why'd that change? Everything's gone pretty much the same. So now that, you know, they, you can't go it's down... The same it, panel. You can't go down your own, their own path of uh, uh, designing your own yeah. parts these days. Like every team used to be different. Now yeah. they're all very, very similar. Yeah. So they'd all buy their same, same yeah. whatever brand filter. I used to get used to get all the. T- we pretty much did the whole field for from, I don't know, nineties through to early two thousands. Yeah, and uh, every one of them was different. Really? Yeah. Similar? No. Wow. Yeah, and I all had to be. We couldn't. No one could tell anyone what they were doing, and it's yeah. It was good. Yeah, I reckon that's cool. It made the, made your job interesting. Yeah, trying to design different things. For yeah, us and, and they'll come to us and say, "What do you reckon of this?" And you make something, they try it. Yep. No, we don't want that. Try this. Yeah, it was good. That's cool. It kept John your toes. It made you develop new products too. Yeah, and I guess probably the pre non disclosure agreement time, but you had to keep. A secret, oh, it was still you know? just a, still there. pretty much a handshake, handshake point. Yeah, but it's still the same deal. Yeah, you know, like so that's got, pretty cool. We got thousands of patents yep. of different race car filters. Is that right? Yeah. Do, do people still, like, because those cars are still floating around, quite a lot of them. Yep. Do people still come to you for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we re, something last year, we did some stuff for the Craig Lowndes, the Green Eyed Monster car. Oh, nice. Yeah, so when they re- restored that, yep. we did redid those filters, which we hadn't done for, I don't know, whatever, 15 uh, years or whatever it was. That was a cool looking car. Oh, I think it's, I think it's probably my favourite, favourite yeah. livery on the car. And the green, the green headlight covers yep. just finished it so well. Yeah. You know, so yep. that was, uh, Considering the AU Falcon wasn't wasn't a, a win for it them. was a plain plain looking car, but the the green made it. It made it good. Mm, yeah. Stood out. The AU for Ford, 
just wasn't yeah. – it wasn't a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was like just transplanting a Taurus here at the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like different times now. Even back then you used to deal with the drivers direct. Really? Yeah. Well, so Craig at the time? No, no, like or? sort of like Glenn Seaton would ring yep. you up or Barry Perkins would ring you up, things Martha like that. Arkham, no, I guess as yeah, well. Yeah, we did a couple for them. Yeah. Yeah, but it was – um, yeah, now you wouldn't. You wouldn't no. get that. No, there's a house of chiefs now. Yeah. So do you follow the supercars much? Yeah, still follow it. You like it? Yeah. Is it going in a good direction? Uh, in your opinion? My opinion? I, I'd i like them to go back to the Group A type yeah, setup. Okay. Yeah. I like to see innovation, people yep. coming up with their own Definitely. their own design. Mm. But oh, that has to cost cut. You've got to do what they're doing now, don't you? I love it. I, I love the sport. I think it's a fantastic sport. I have a trouble with... Uh, the aero packages that they keep talking mm-hmm. like everyone's talking about it within it it's just so hard to get a pass now like you look at the races like the first race of the year at Bathurst the biggest p- pass is the pits or the start that's it you know and then once they get out of the slip like there's no slipstream advantage yeah. you get out and you've just got aero wash and it's gone you know I think all motorsports gone that way like look at rally sort of lost its way as well yeah I think all the cars aren't rally goes through phases hey yeah we used to do a lot for rally as well and it's just gone more production based for local stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I oh know, back we used to do the stuff for Possum Bourne for his WRC car. Wow. Like what a machine that was. Yeah, awesome cars. Yeah. Like there's one. He used to come he came to our factory to Really? Yeah. Purpose building. <laughs> those cars, like they every every detail for the Possum Bourne cars and yeah. massively purpose yeah. built. Yeah, like and it's just insane. So Why'd he come here? Like, was he just here racing or? Because when he, when he was in racing for Australia, so in Australian rally they are, championship, yep. yeah, we used to make all his stuff for that. Yep. Yeah. And when he bought the WRC car um, from Subaru, yep. sort of the filters that they had on the time didn't suit Australian conditions. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we developed a new filter for him for that. And uh, You ever been to a World, world Rally? I've never been to a World Rally, no. Been to a rally? Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of times. It's good, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's it's something that not every motorsport fan does, no. like sadly. But you've got to get to one. Go go, in especially oh, they don't do it so much now in the night time. But you go a, a night stage and hear the rally cars come through the forest for ten minutes before they get to you. Wow, that it's cool. insane. I've never done that. Yeah. yeah, we did the world rally at Coffs, done it a couple of times, and you you can't fathom it. You can't fathom how fast and obviously how skilled these people are. Like. Oh. Um, one particular is uh, Sebastian Ogier. I'm going to say it wrong because I'm Australian, <laughs> but Ogier. Yeah. <laughs> coming up, there's coming through this right corner and he was sideways through like this big big puddle and it, like everyone else did it differently, but he's particular. I just don't know how he didn't roll and then t- like, it just blows it blows you away. The Coffs Harbour, those roads around there, awesome for it, you know. It was a good good time, but I think they've lost it. I'm not sure. Yeah. I saw, we saw Possum Bourne. One year at Canberra. Yeah, right. In the middle of the night and he comes, it was like a head, we were standing probably 100 metres before a hairpin. Yep. And he came past us backwards, already wheels going forwards. Wow. To go the other way. It's like, wow, this is the middle of the night, pitch black. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a lot of people like, a lot of people I know don't even like driving of a night time, yep. let alone doing that of a night time. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. He, he, um, he, you know, the re, you read different stories and that over the years. He must have had like a, a different sense to people. I think anyone at that level does. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, probably right. You know, because he he has some pretty wild stories as well. I believe Possum Bourne. So. Yeah, but, uh, look at any of those rally car drivers back in the day. Yeah, definitely crazy. New Zealand mate brings out some pretty <laughs> some pretty good um pretty good roads to learn from and yeah. and and whatnot. There's some pretty good drivers through there. Yeah. What's your favourite form of motorsport? Favourite form? Yeah. Probably MotoGP. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I just think they're on a different level. Yeah, right. The speed. Yeah. You go and watch them live and Mm. no one should be going that fast. No. And they just got another speed record a week ago. 354Ks an hour or something. Yeah, just to think what damage you can do when you come off. Yeah, it's huge. And they don't. No. they, They they don't damage themselves. I think it's the best form of motorsport left at the moment. Yeah, it's still... The, you can still plenty of scope for people to go down their own path and... Develop. Develop. It's so... Everything's so different, but 
racing is so close. Mm. So. Yeah, I, I'm a massive GP fan. I, I Speedway or GP, got to be it on the yeah. world scale, you yeah. know. Um, but, yeah, how do you think Mark Marquez will go? I don't know. They haven't confirmed whether he's riding or have they? He rode yesterday. Was he racing? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's an well, unbelievable rider. It could have been the Stig. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I tell you, it was, he was on a bike no. yesterday, and which is cool to see. Nothing will surprise me. Nah. I think he'll, if he comes back, I think he'll win. Yeah. He's, right. I think he's a step above everyone at the moment. Yeah, I think. I'm a Rossi fan, but I still think he, like, he's past his prime as such, still within the top five in the world. For but sure. He's just probably lost that little bit compared to Marquez is where he was yeah. 20 years ago. I reckon, like, and, and, you know, you hear of them saying, you know, if you have a child, you'll lose a couple of tenths because there's something like the sports psychologist in it. Yeah. Um, obviously, over time, you've got to lose little bits as well. And maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. Like, maybe it's thousands, not tenths for Valentino. Yeah. But he's still there. Well, he's 40 and he's still in the top still five the riders top in the five world. Consistently. <laughs> it's it's unreal, eh? It's not many people continue in a professional sport at 40. No. What no. is there's only him, Hancock and Kelly Slater are probably the only yeah, probably. pro pro. Sports people over 40. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of anyone else that's sort of... Like on a world level. On a world, like the, the best of the yeah. best of their ability. Um, when did Schumacher finish Formula 1? He was 30. Yeah, he was in his 40s. He was in 40s? No. I don't think so. Wow. Yeah, you're right. exactly right. I think Valentino's 41. Yeah. Um, Troy Bayliss would have went pretty close. Oh, yeah. Was he on a world stage at that stage? 2008 he finished... He would have been late 30s, maybe, I reckon, when he finished his world title. Yeah. So, but yeah. he still fit. Oh, yeah, he's still right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, I, I hope it's a good year, like an uninterrupted year of GP. Yep. Last year, that, that end of last year, once it started again, that was that was unreal. Like, as a, as a fan, that was pretty cool to see. Mm. So if we have a full year like, like last year. Oh, I think unreal. last year was a great year for MotoGP. So, so many different winners. Yep. Just like AMA Most Supercross at the moment. Every yeah. week, someone else is there. It's huge, eh? Oh, it's been good. Good to see Dean Wilson last weekend. He was right up there, and same yeah. the weekend before, he did pretty well as well. I, I like to see, I like to see the two Husqvarna's at the front for the yeah. first first uh, first heat was pretty cool. Yep. So, do you reckon Ken will get it, or do you reckon Webb's going to take it now? I hope Ken gets it. He's Be nice been to there see. for a while. Yeah, uh, I do. Been on the fringe, eh? Like you know, obviously the inju- huge injury setbacks, mm. um, and just there, but. Just not there. Yeah. What about Tomac? Like, I'm a Tomac fan. Everyone knows yeah, I like Tomac. What, what's going on there? I don't know. I think it like, happens in all yeah. sports, really. Have one good He's year, bad a child. Year. There's a tenth. There's a tenth. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, – he's – um, yeah, last weekend between him and Roxon, they just couldn't – they're like two superpowers in it, you know. If, mm. they, if they're back at 12th, you know that they're going to filter through. But I think 7th and 8th, I think it was about – Maybe Ken might have got up a bit further, but they were sort of loitering around that mark. I'm like, what's going on there? It's so close now. It's hard for him to come forward, isn't it? It is. Like yeah. It's not like we had Reed, Carmichael, and Stewart. They could they could lap up. Come, the they third. could come down at the first turn and come yep. from twentieth to first. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's very very close now. Well, at that point, they were lapping everyone to about fifth place. You mm. know, in that in that era. Now it's very hard to. Do. It's only certain tracks that you see. That happening, you yeah. Know? Well, sometimes our two seconds a lap faster. It's huge. Eh? Over twenty laps, you can yeah. do that. But part of part A, riders, fitness, health, yeah. everything. Part B, the bikes are also good now. Oh they? yeah. You know the manufacturers have made such good bikes. Yeah, definitely. So, what do you reckon we'll see out of business, everything over the next decade? Do you think much will change, or is, is it going to keep? Is it keeping on the same path of off road and what's happening? I think. Uh, I think in the next probably five years the bike market will continue. Yeah. Had a slow, such a slow period for a while. Yeah. And I just think especially this last 12 months has really given it a good kick along. And I don't see it sort of – a lot of people got back into riding, which yep. had stopped riding. Mm. So it sort of allowed people to get that bug back and I think it will continue now. Like yeah. Just look at the bike sales and it's you huge. see it's not just big bikes that are selling, it's kids' bikes, which is good. Yeah. And there's more kids' bikes on the market now, like Yamaha have come in with their 65, whereas only KDM before. Yeah. So there's more variety on the market, which is great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll continue, which I definitely needed this kick along. 
And that's the thing that like KTM did so well for so many years was start. Oh. You know, all the other brands had it and then they just dropped it off. Yeah. But um, Well, they stopped developing their kids' they their did. kids' range. Yeah. So like, you get a peewee and then you're lost. Kawasaki bike didn't change for how long? Yeah, KX60 was yeah. the same thing. Then Suzuki and Kawasaki were sharing bikes for a while. Yeah. And then Yamaha's bike stayed the same for a long, long time. And then they bought out the 65 and went that gangbusters. Yeah, yeah, that was a huge kick for yeah. it. Yeah. And so. now it's in the kids' range, you see, same, just pretty much still orange and blue. Yeah. But there's a more sort of a mix now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And it's, you, you need young riders to come through. Yeah. Like without that, um, the sport will, the sport and the whole business will just change completely and yeah. not happen. So. Well, KDM did the right thing starting the kids' bike and they've got them for life now, don't they? They did. And then you'll see Yamaha riders do the same now. Yeah, definitely. Like you see, see a lot more kids on Yamahas and yeah, hopefully they'll continue on, stay on that brand and vice versa with the KDM. And it's like, it's like, um, like everyone, like the first one that you have, even if it was a piece of crap, mm. you'll always remember it as your favourite bike. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if it wasn't good, but that bike, maybe it's a Yamaha, You'll always have some sort of brand alliance from that first first bike you have, and that's what they need to do. Just like cars, yeah. You know, if you come Definitely. from a Holden Holden family, you <laughs> stay Holden for life. Yeah. Come from a Datsun family, you stay yeah, Datsun for life. Are <laughs> uh, you gonna get any more Datsuns? Uh, my wife lets me. Yeah. One day. What's the goal? What's is there a particular one? I do have one particular one. I'll never be able to afford it. But what is it? Like the seventies GDR. I'd love one of oh, those. Yeah. But I don't have quarter of a million dollars to spend on a car crazy money eh? oh it's ridiculous How, uh, why are they so much was it just a limited number or what's just the go limited number yeah. yeah yeah pretty much the ones had the mirrors on the guard eh? uh that... yeah and they had the sort of a twin cam six nice yeah well like a three liter or something uh like two what are they two two four two four i think yeah yeah cool car love it yeah yeah hard to come by no oh, i got 1600 always been my favorite car so yeah. Lucky enough to own a few of them over the time. Very cool. Still man. got one now. Yeah, that's cool. It's, yeah. it's so hard to find um, a rear wheel drive car, no matter what it is, whether it be a Gemini, whether it be a Datsun, yeah. whether it be a Commodore, Falcon, all the, all the things um, that's under 15 grand nowadays. Oh, it's, money's gone crazy. Yeah, even if, it, even if it's got no, like, no panels left on it, it's 15 grand. No, I see car like old Datsuns, like 240Ks and... You look yeah. at the money they're going for and they're a rusted bucket yeah. of junk and they're getting 30 grand. It's crazy. He's like, <laughs> we used to buy them for parts and scrap yeah. them. <laughs> we, we had a guest on here. We had um, Huon from Ellis Speed on here. Yep. And when I was doing a bit of research for this show, you guys actually did a DRZ 400 filter for them guys. Yep. But we had Huon and him and I were talking about trading posts. Well, I was a bit of a trading post fan. Oh, I love trading posts. Sports of performance under five grand. Like I'd be just scouring it, you know, and there'd be like... Um, you know, 351 XD, they're this. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I've got such a good knowledge of it now. Now that sports performance under five grand section <laughs> would have nothing in it. Yeah. There'd be a blank page of be sports performance under 30 grand. Re- wrecking whole cars. I used to look at that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, I used to do that every, every Wednesday. Is it Thursday or Wednesday? Wednesday or Thursday. I think it's yeah. Thursday. Just to go there on the way to school, pick yeah. it up, read it on the bus. <laughs> Same here. We didn't have mobile phones back then, so you could have to wait till you get home and ring up yeah. and see if the car was still available. Someone that. got there before you. That was such a cool time and I was, I was exactly the same. And I remember I bought a go-kart trading post. And same deal as you're saying. I had to wait till I got home from school, get home, dad. This thing's like an hour away, but it's a bargain. That, like, it wasn't a bargain, it was hunk of crap. <laughs> but you don't know, there was no photos. You, no one could send you a photo. Yeah. Like, you couldn't get it. Like, can you email me a photo? There was no email. For you the had photo. to go off the description. Description take only. Take the trip. Take the trip. And hopefully, it's what they said it was. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was just the era. And yeah, I, I just really miss seeing some of those cars. Yeah, I still like, got a couple of trading posts at home from cars that I bought out of it. How about? I always kept the ad. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Mate, that is such a. I don't know. They're like an iconic thing. It was. It's yeah. it, it's one of the things that I. Was, it's a shame that's disappeared. Mm. Um, along with the cars at that at that price, cars and bikes at that price. It was. It was part of the chase. It to was get that car. Yeah, it was. You used to be able to look through your local paper too and see for cars. Yeah. Cars for sale, and you're like, oh, no one else has seen that. I'm a sucker for it. I still read the car <laughs> section on the paper. Sad day. I flick it. I, I enjoy it. You know, yeah. I, there's still something about having something on paper that's good and. 
I don't know, like you can look at the same ad on Gumtree. Mm. It might say 20 grand on your phone, but if you look at it in the paper for some reason, if, I don't know, there's something <laughs> to it. It's the same thing, but yeah. I don't know, it's still got some sentimental thing, I think. Oh, definitely. But, um, well, mate, you've got a meeting with a couple of uh, other businesses while you're in town today. Yep. You've got to be get back in your suit and tie and get dressed. <laughs> I don't wear a suit, mate. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Never have. That's no, good, eh? <laughs> only wedding day was the only day I wear a suit. Yeah, the terrible things to wear. <laughs> yep. But, um, mate, thank you so much for coming ah, in. Thanks for having me. Appreciate your heaps. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to getting back down to your facility. Uh, yeah. I think I'm back down that way pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, drop in. Will do. Thanks, mate. No worries. Cheers.